I went on zero. So did I. I went on zero. Whatever. No, you didn't. Big time. <laughs> welcome to Movie Boners. It's your fault. Oh, yeah. Welcome to everyone. <laughs> Where we fight like an old married couple. <laughs> but not really. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is the part of the show where we tell you about the beers we open. Justin, what are you drinking? And we thank Wandering Lion Studios for it. Yeah, we will do that in a moment. What, what, do, what do you got going on over there? What do I got going on? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to try it first. Oh, okay. This is our taste test time. Oh, oh weird. I don't know oh. about that. <laughs> Yours? I just had like a weird asparagus taste. And I haven't had asparagus, so I don't know what that was. Why does your beer have an asparagus taste? It's, I don't know. I don't know, but it concerns me. Well, mine doesn't. Mine's pretty fucking good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Uh, I am drinking Devil's Backbone. It's a Belgian-style triple. Oh. Or triple. Um, from Real Ale Brewing. Wow. Real Ale Brewing. Interesting. And from, uh, yeah, it's brewed here in Texas. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was looking for. Nice. It's uh, pretty good. I'm drinking... A beer that's getting better the more I drink it. I don't know if I just had a weird thing going on in my mouth or what, but... Or or if the alcohol is kicking in really quick. Could be. It could Did be. you eat today, Jake? <laughs> I, I mean, not as much as I should, probably. Um, but I'm drinking a crushable cream ale from okay. a new brewery, Sparge Brewing Company in Wellington, Colorado. Oh, okay. um, I suppose it's crushable, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't have like anything about you like s- what a crushable cream ale has in it. Maybe it, it is asparagus. You I don't said know. asparagus. I'm it's very thrown by that. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, you enjoy that one. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I I think this is the first time I've seen you have a negative response. That's true. To a beer on the show. Yeah. Usually you're the one being a crybaby about it, and I'm. Uh, <laughs> Crybaby my ass. <laughs> Sour beer is gross. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> it, it's so bad. I don't get the appeal. Uh, that's funny. Um, thank you, Wandering Lions, for our <laughs> beer segment. Um, go check out wanderinglionstudios.biz. They are yep. an awesome guys, awesome studio. Did you do the... So I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, they do a movie I know what you're going to and a trivia movie trivia Thursdays on their Instagram and Facebook. Probably I haven't been on their Facebook, but on Instagram for sure they do. Yeah, it's on both. It's on okay. both. It's on that's, both. That's um, wise. I assume so. You did today. I have not answered yet. Okay. Because I am still trying to figure this one out. I think they may have stumped me with this one. Interesting. Although your answer, uh-huh. I think, is the closest to being correct. I'll take it. <laughs> like I think. I think yours is the closest. Okay. Um, but you're not confident. But that second piece, of, like that second hint that they gave about yeah. the static and people thinking that's part of the movie, I was like, I feel that is such a specific piece of the movie and that's mm. what's throwing me off. I might be yeah. thinking too hard on it. So if you guys are listening, mm-hmm. uh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being stumped on movie trivia. It bothers me. He's only gotten one wrong but... and he wants to never do it again. Right, right. So it's killing me. So I have not rushed any answers. I will say, I promise, I'm not cheating. I really don't. I yeah. my brain is full of useless movie knowledge, mm-hmm. as you know. I do. Uh, 
So I'm really trying to just tap deep into that so that I can find the correct answer and not like Google it or cheat. That's amazing. Uh, but your answer made me laugh because one, <laughs> you might be right. And two, I'm hoping it so. wasn't just you answering. You specifically called me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to answer before Dustin gets in. I very rarely get to it before you. And so I was like the first one to comment. They had just posted it like 30 minutes before or something. And I was like, Dustin's not here. I need to answer quickly. But yeah, then I was like, <laughs> in before Dustin answer, actually post the real answer. And I look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I see how it is, Jake. And then I was going to throw a movie out. And I was like, no. <laughs> You, you got to try yeah. like, no, yeah. <laughs> you got to think of this one. You can't play fast uh, and so, loose. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll, I'm going to ponder a little bit more. All right. Probably post show. <laughs> and hopefully have an answer posted tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the Wandering Lion Studios, Instagram and Facebook. Give them a follow and uh, take part in all of the activities. Yeah, They're, it's a pretty, it's a, pretty fun it, group. Pretty yeah, cool group. Very fun times. Um, before we get into the episode, it's been like, <laughs> what, the fuck? what are you doing? Are you dying over there? I went to burp, but then I coughed at the same time. So I got like that weird, your body betrays you cloud <laughs> and it just like, what the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> um, I was going to say it's been a crazy, not just week, but even last day or two for movies and movie news. So I took some notes to like mention because I wanted to get your impression on them. I haven't talked to you about them at all. Just today, there's been all of this stuff being reported about how Todd Phillips has signed on to write Joker 2. Have you seen this? I feel like I'm Is doing this a, official. I feel like I'm doing a late night TV show. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I'm Jay Leno. Um, <laughs> it's, it, I saw it everywhere. I saw it everywhere. It has to be real. Is it... Is this actually real? Because I know as soon as Joker came out, everyone wanted a sequel and Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips, everyone associated it with mm -hmm. it. We're like, no, <laughs> like, we, we want to make just a single film. They had talked about uh, spotlighting kind of these black label style stories. Yeah. But with different Batman villains or different Batman characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not see any Todd Phillips news. I'm on IMDb right now. Let's uh, let's look at it. Maybe what IMDb doesn't say. know yet. If you just Google Todd Phillips, there's like a billion articles that come up. So it's not like some fringe source that's just like doing a dream casting thing. Right. It's at least buzz that's going on. How do you feel about there even potentially being one? I don't need one, I don't honestly. Like yeah. I don't like it. I really don't need one. I don't one. like it. I think, I think a sequel takes away the impact of that story it's a very impactful story um but i also when i watch joker i don't necessarily take it as like i know it was on your comic book list yeah and it should have been on mine uh but at the same time i don't really take it as a comic book film mm -hmm. mainly because of how todd phillips had approached it where he wanted to make a movie about mm. mental health, mental illness, right? When it's abandoned, and he just chose the Joker as mm. kind of the perfect character to show people, yeah, how how bad it can get for a society. Mm -hmm. um, it's only barely related to comics. 
And only barely related yeah, to the Joker. Yeah, yeah, no. barely related. And there's even a whole bunch of talk that it's not even actually like. I mean, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix have both kind of joked and poked around like <laughs> it's not even the real Joker that you guys all yeah know. Um, I don't. I don't think it needs a sequel. I think Joker mm. is one of those movies that should remain single entry because I mean everyone I've talked to which a lot of them have said Joker's one of those movies they cannot watch again. Oh, really? Because it's just, it's too intense. Yeah. It's too heartbreaking. And I get it. I could totally see that movie being that kind of film. And I've everyone I've recommended it to, I'm like, you need to do yourself one thing, though. <laughs> you need to have something very lighthearted mm-hmm. and very funny lined up right after you watch Joker. Yeah. Because you do not leave that movie <laughs> elated, right? 100%. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you're not supposed to. You're supposed to feel the weight of that story. I I don't like the idea of a sequel for it. I never yeah. have. Um, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I would probably still go see it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna watch it. Yep. <laughs> I would go see it. Yeah. Um, another big deal that happened. Amazon bought MGM studios for 8.45 billion with a b dollars yes yes okay i knew you were gonna bring this up (laughs) because this obviously affects Mm -hmm. a very iconic Mm -hmm. character yeah that mgm is in charge of a lot of large franchises james bond is number one with the bullet obviously but also rocky (laughs) the rocky and creed movies the stargate movies RoboCop, Signs of the Lambs, Fargo, all that stuff that's going on. So yeah, how do you feel? Does how do you feel about Amazon as a studio? And does it make you excited or concerned about the next phase of James Bond? Slightly concerned. Okay. Uh, mainly because Amazon is not about the theater experience. True. Now. I'm trying to think of like Amazon, like prime films that I have been in love with. I'm having a hard time coming up with one. I don't know of any prime films off the top of my head. There have been a couple prime like shows, series that have been good. Yeah, but the movies themselves uh, and I maybe I'm just having a a blank moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I am concerned because Bond is one of those characters he's one of the i mean those stories you want Mm -hmm. on the big screen that's how they're marketed Mm -hmm. it draws in huge crowds yeah it makes tons of money at the box office worldwide like the bond films Mm -hmm. are massive yeah that was the thing i was gonna i looked up because i was like i was wondering how good of a deal this was for amazon i was like obviously 8.45 billion that sounds like a lot it's because it's, it is. it's for a whole studio like the, i think everybody knew when disney bought marvel that was four billion and when they bought star wars that was also four billion but that's just one thing um when they bought so mgm at 8.45 james bond movies alone have grossed if you adjust for inflation obviously um 14.7 billion so far skyfall alone was 1.1 billion gross <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, amazon got a great deal on mgm i think then they're gonna be yes, fine they did um i was kind of shocked to see that mgm was still like 
functioning with other properties yeah <laughs> besides bond yeah uh but i mean i'm curious who knows what's going to actually happen with mm-hmm. bond mm-hmm. post daniel craig who knows the direction we go from here right um i am concerned because <laughs> i was concerned i have already. yet to see a prime movie that really like makes me excited yeah. i really like i was the ones concerned. i've watched i'm like okay I was concerned already. That's probably part of the problem is if you talk about the Craig era is over, we're going to reboot it now. They have to pick a new bond. They have to do all the stuff. It's, it's you introduce certainly risk or unknowns that have to go into that. So I was already concerned about what's next. Um, but Amazon taking it on instead. I don't know. There's just something weird about it for me. Yeah. I feel my movie lover instinct mm-hmm. is kind of like when I saw that headline today, <laughs> very much just, Oh no. Yeah. That should not be your first response. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but at the same time, hopefully Amazon does this franchise. Well, that like, honestly, that's yeah. a franchise I will focus on. Right. Um, hopefully they do it right. Hopefully they give it justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I I I mm-hmm. I think I rather would have seen a different. And I think it honestly dude, it boils down to as much as I love streaming things. Yeah. I'm always going to prefer a theater over watching it mm-hmm. in my home. Yeah. Always. And hopefully they do uh, that. Hopefully they I mean Netflix has started doing yeah. that. They release things to theater and then they like release it on obviously obviously they have to put it on their platform earlier than normal because it has to draw people and that's why people pay for it but yeah it seems like they're gonna hopefully do that i hope so we'll find out we'll see i mean they haven't even started plans for the next bond now granted yeah no time to die has been delayed Mm -hmm. so many times that (laughs) it's true (laughs) i almost forgot that there is not yet (laughs) we have not yet seen the last version um right right on the top, um, not to be a downer, yeah, going so. into happy movie news. Last thing, last bit of movie news. No, you're good. You're which good. I know that you know I've been waiting to bring up. The b- b- bigger franchise, better franchise than Bond is Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not only is is Chad Strahelski, who I've been who's been trying to make it forever director of John wick. He said ages ago, he was going to make it years. I've been waiting for him to actually do it. And then they're like, Hey guys, not only is this not dead, but Henry Cavill, the best Superman ever is now signed on to be in it. And so I am elated this week with that news. Um, it was very hard. I had a feeling you were going to want to talk about it. Yep. And not just over text messages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I saw that, it was another piece where I just started laughing and he immediately was like, Jake might be throwing a party right now. <laughs> like <laughs> Jake might be pouring mm-hmm. like celebration shots. This yeah. very I was moment. Like, doing fist pumps in the air. I was so excited. <laughs> and then I got like, you sent me the, the headline of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Having not seen Highlander, which we pointed out in the yeah. uh, what list was that? It was in my guilty pleasure list. It might have been my number there one pick is. of my guilty pleasures list. I think it was. 
Um, anyways, I saw that and I was like, okay, two things are probably going to happen now. Mm-hmm. And they might happen quick. <laughs> well, as the movie actually releases. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch the original Highlander. I will watch it. Nice. I will probably not be a fan of it. That's part of number one. Yeah. <laughs> and I will probably be a massive fan of Henry Cavill's yeah. Highlander. I will probably end mm-hmm. up being like, I'm in love with this. And then I will go back and fall in love with the original just out of respect. Yeah. This is what happens to me sometimes. <laughs> but I think uh, that's an accurate prediction. I was really I was excited. Mm-hmm. When I saw that he got cast for it because now I, I do have one unpopular opinion. Okay. I'll share it. So one, obviously folks, I'm a huge fan of this dude. Him yeah. as Superman. Henry he Cowell. is my Superman. Yep. He made, yeah, he made me a fan of the character to the point where I have gone back and really like, I just, I love Superman now. It's weird to say, uh, but all the other projects that he's worked on, I've really, he's, so much fun to watch and mm-hmm. he's got a pretty good range and I, I really like his range. Yeah. Um, the Witcher. Mm-hmm. This is my unpopular opinion. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the show. Okay. And I kind of feel that they have not given him the room to really shine. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I just haven't seen enough of it, but mm-hmm. all he does is grunt. <laughs> but I mean, he's a badass, so he swings yeah. a sword like no one's business. Yeah, uh, I, but think I feel they, cater, they do him kind of. They cater, I think, a lot to the fans of the game, and so the character, from a voice acting perspective, is kind of defined. I think that they could and should give him room to open it up a little bit more. Yeah, I would. I would like to see that. But that brings me to Highlander mm-hmm. and why I'm excited because you already mentioned the director, the dude behind yeah. John Wick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really feel that director mm-hmm. is going to let Henry Cavill open up some stuff. And I really like, I thought to myself, this fucker, Henry Cavill, <laughs> yeah. is going to be the face of so many franchises. Right. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, Mission Impossible still. It brought me back to being like, Warner Brothers is so dumb. But that's <laughs> yeah. another rant. <laughs> yeah. We could do that rant every day. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I am I excited bef- for it, though. I said before, Highlander is perfect, ideal for a reboot because the first one, honestly, not great. I'm not, I'm going to be self con, like self aware and say, not great. There, but there's a lot of good ideas, and you could make it a lot better yeah. with a good director, good writer, good cast. Um, so, yeah, I'm very hopeful. Yeah, well, and Cavill's already come out and been, like, hinting mm-hmm. that it's going to be on this grand scope. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm excited for him. Uh, I'm a huge fan of him. I really mm-hmm. am. Now we just need that Man from Uncle sequel. Come right. On. That would be a great other franchise <laughs> to get of his. If if we ever get that announcement, I'll probably be Instagramming for that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm right there with you. He's but yes, I am excited for it. I think I think it's going to be really interesting mm-hmm. because I kind of feel for like the first time in a long time. 
Henry Cavill's going to get to use his actual accent. True. Yeah. He doesn't often get to use his British accent. I could be wrong, but I feel like this kind of story would warrant him to not have to do an American accent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The first one, he can do any accent he wants because Highlander is famously... um, Friggin' Sean, Sean Connery, who's a Scotsman, <laughs> plays a Spaniard who has a Scottish accent. It's just weird. <laughs> Steve Lan- or uh, Christopher Lambert <laughs> does like a weird accent. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think he could do a British Scottish accent, no problem. Yeah, but I I am like good on him. It mm-hmm. made me excited, and I've never even seen the the <laughs> old one. Uh, I just. Give him all the friends. Like, let's yeah. just keep rolling. Yeah, he's awesome. He's an absolute beast. All I need now, I need him and Dwayne Johnson to be in a movie together. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be happy. And duke it out. <laughs> they have to fight for sure. Right. How cool would that be? Which, man, if Dwayne Johnson gets his way, mm-hmm. they will duke it out. <laughs> but Yeah. I Don't get me started on this. We need to do a real episode, but we can talk about the DCEU for a second. That's true. Dwayne Johnson's friggin' posting about... I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Dwayne Johnson's friggin' posting about Black Adam, and I'm like, what could have been? You could have fought Superman. You could have fought all this stuff. (sighs) All right, let's let's move on before I get depressed. (laughs) Uh... So, so actually, this is actually kind of an interesting segue that's unintentional. We're talking about <laughs> the empty man. And yep. uh, one of the weird things about the empty man is that there is a long ass intro to it. Um, yeah, it's like 20 minutes or something. Like it's that. like before from the when the movie starts to when you see the title card, it's like 22 minutes. We're about 22 minutes into our episode. So it's appropriate. We finally get started. Uh, oh weird yeah i know i was just looking at it uh so yes we let you know follow us on social media so we can tell you what like homework happens if we're doing a movie we're going to spoil we're going to let you know in advance to watch it yeah we're trying to get better at that i think we're doing a pretty good job we did good this week we'll try to do good again next week and we'll let you know at the end of the episode what next week's is also so those of you that don't have social media that are too cool uh, good for you. We're too smart. <laughs> yeah, a little bit above. Um, but yeah, so if you missed that and you are listening to us talk about random shit and now we're getting into an episode, we are going to spoil the crap out of the movie The Empty Man, which you have probably yeah. not seen uh, or heard about. Because, or possibly heard about. Yeah, it came out in 2020. A, it's new, and B, it was kind of released under the radar. It was uh, kind of lost in the pandemic shuffle. So yeah. we've done a really good job, I feel, for the most part, not bringing the pandemic into mm-hmm. all of our episodes or conversations. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that kind of has to end today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because of the handling of the release of this movie, uh, I promise no no ranting we'll, we'll be good uh but the pandemic was a big factor into the film's yeah. failure yeah honestly and it seemed like they um, had made it a while ago and they had been kind of figuring out what to do with it i guess it had been on shelves for a while 
And then it was one of the last films that uh, Fox made before they were acquired by Disney. And so Disney now had this thing that wasn't released that they didn't know what to do with. And so they kind of dumped it into theaters in the middle of the pandemic when nobody was going to the theaters. Yeah. And, uh, and it kind of failed. The, the marketing of it was wildly horrible. Yeah. Like, I've seen some pretty bad marketing. I think this one mm-hmm. almost takes the cake. <laughs> I, yeah. I was going through like research and I found like a, a Reddit post or a tweet or something that someone was like, or some organization tweeted out that the Empty Man's releasing next weekend into like 15,000 or 1500 theaters and there weren't any trailers yet online. Like nobody knew what it was. Yeah. Nobody knew why it was coming out. It's just random. Well, and with theaters being so scarce. Yeah. To even release a movie with no promotional material and the promotional material you do make right is horrible yeah i i benefited from having no idea what it was before i watched it so okay i would recommend that if you haven't seen it yet and you're still listening to us even though we told you we're going to spoil it um don't watch the trailer don't do anything just go watch it because i think it's better watched cold like that it really is. So I did not watch the trailer before watching it. I, I watched it because you were like, hey, wait, this was the first time in a while I got to watch brand new movies and it was really mm-hmm. exciting and new. <laughs> well, not new and just kind of like, oh, yeah, not all of them were like good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Separate from this discussion. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but The Empty Man, mm-hmm. I know you were really excited for it. And I remember mm-hmm. when you had told me about it, you were very like, it is not going to be kind of what you think. There's so much more to it. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I watched it with that kind of mentality. And I'll just say before we dive into it. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly, as a horror film fan. Okay, yeah, you have like the most. The empty man. You have the most like, I guess, clout here. I'm very interested to see what you think because I'm like a, a guy who's like, hey, yeah, this is a pretty interesting movie. It has interesting ideas. It might be shit. I don't know. I like Highlander, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was so well done. And it hit so many of my favorite kind of horror film moments, okay. particularly the patience. Yeah. I love horror movies that are patient. Mm-hmm. Like, let it slow burn. Because horror doesn't necessarily need to be jump scare after right. jump scare. The most effective of, the, of that genre are the slow burns that just kind of hang out with you. Mm-hmm. After you've watched the movie. Yeah. And the Empty Man gave me a lot of that. There were a couple moments I did not like. Okay. That I felt, oh, I think that was studio interference. Mm. Um, we'll get to that. Okay. But I was so bummed because after I watched it the second time, mm-hmm. I was like, I think I'm going to buy it. 
Like, I think <laughs> I want to buy this movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is one that warrants a physical copy because it's just, it's so well paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no physical copies of it. No, not yet. The studio won't make a physical copy because they don't feel it's financially viable <laughs> because of how like big of a failure it was at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which is like, kind of ridiculous. Your own goddamn fault. <laughs> yeah. It's like you made it fail and now you're shitting on it for failing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want right. it to like, do. Uh, I truly think this movie had it not been released when it was or mm-hmm. had better promotional material to it or any real promotion to it. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie would end up being a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. I think it would be one of those that people talk about. Uh, maybe not so wide as like hereditary, but mm-hmm. hereditary fans, I feel, should watch The Empty Man. Yeah. Because not because they're the same movie or like they do yeah. things the same, uh, except for they're patient. And they mm-hmm. don't rely on your super cliche jump scares. It's very much just yeah. you are confused and it makes you uncomfortable because you're trying to piece together what's happening mm-hmm. at the same time that the main character is. And you're just not pulling it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's a good amount of depth. There's a good amount of interesting interesting things where it could go a couple different directions. And I feel like people could kind of talk about this argue about it and from a say this is what happened no i think this is what happened and both could be right there's enough to support those arguments um i saw an interesting as i was like kind of researching what people are saying about it and i totally agree with what you're saying that it's definitely a movie that people should find i hope people find it that was a big reason for doing this that people need to hear about it and go and find it yeah um i think that I found an interesting article from Vulture that I posted on the Instagram that said that it could be the next great cult horror film. Like people haven't heard yep. about it, but as more and more people find it, they, it could end up taking off. And so I hope people find it. Yeah, it uh, it deserves so much more credit mm-hmm. than the studio gave it. Uh, and we have seen yeah, as a horror have, fan, we have seen movies that have had uh, like haven't had a physical copy, but as they get more popular, then they end up releasing one, or some other studio picks it up and makes right. makes a run of, of Blu-rays or whatever. So it's still possible. It is, and I honestly, if that happens, I it's one that I would like to have so that I could tell people like you should watch this. Yeah, <laughs> like. You need to set aside a few hours. It's not three hours. It's like two and a half. Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah. Uh, it moves pretty well, though. I think it doesn't feel terribly long. Right. It it needed to be two and a half hours. Yeah. It probably I could really have been feel, longer, honestly. Like, I, I think it, yeah, there's yeah, there's some stuff to it, I think. And that'll be in my bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I what I got out of this movie and the turning point of the movie was when I thought, Oh, this is probably at the turning point that Jake thought oh, Dustin <laughs> should, should see this <laughs> or like, yeah, probably. Oh yeah. Or maybe that, or maybe even the, the point in the film where you yourself thought like, 
yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is interesting. Something because of how it <laughs> teases for right. the most part. Uh, you got to find it. I had to find it on Prime. It is on Prime to stream, but you have to rent it. Mm. Uh, it's worth it's worth the price. It honestly it is. Yeah, I, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it seems a little tricky to find. There are a handful of places you can rent it or buy it digitally, but yeah, no physical copies at this yeah. point. Um, so do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do, do it. spoiler warning at the front and just get really into it? We could do that. It's kind of what we did last um, time, I guess. Or do you want I to do like... I think we should just play it safe. Yeah, we'll, we'll do spoiler. I know you already kind of said it. Yeah. Uh, this movie, The Empty Man, is kind of one of those where you can't help but spoil right. because of where it takes you. Right. So heavy spoiler alert. We will be. Yeah. Just yeah. So yeah. <laughs> wildly doing if that. You're st- if you're still listening, stop it. Go watch it if you like horror, if you like especially surreal horror or mysteries or somewhat crime yeah. to what, some extent. Um I kind of feel like you could watch this movie and not be a horror fan and still get yeah. something out of it. it. It's a very thriller kind yeah. of feel to it. Yeah, like you said, it's slow. It paces itself so well, and it's patient. So it's not the kind of movie you put on and you just wait for something scary to happen. You're going to be waiting a long time for that. So don't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's more of just like a like a thriller, or a suspense, mystery kind of movie with a somewhat horror supernatural aspect. So yeah, stop now or continue at your own peril. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let's just cross that bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, bridges <laughs> are a big thing in this movie. Like it's kind of a <laughs> this movie essentially motif. could have been named Bridge. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good name. That would be like it would have several meanings. That's why it's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say when I when I first when I first found this movie and I started watching it, I read like the description, the tiny little description that says okay. something very basic about it. I was like, that sounds interesting. Started watching it. For the first first 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, this is not what it said it was at all. Did I get the wrong movie? What's going on? <laughs> like nothing they said was gonna happen is happening. And uh like I said, yeah, there's a massive like what's that called preface basically yeah yeah (laughs) it goes on for a while uh i had the same thought when i was watching it (laughs) i was like this was the movie right like (laughs) (laughs) this is not the united states why are we watching this group of friends hike yeah very confused right now and then i thought like oh well one or two of them are going to survive, and I guess that's where it's going to pick mm-hmm. up. It'll probably do a time jump. <laughs> it does that, but not to what I thought. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting enough. I was like, even if this isn't the movie I'm trying to watch, this is interesting. I like where this is it, going. That opening, I love that opening. Yeah. that It is so well done um, because you are confused. You're definitely concerned. And there's a, there's a couple little things in it that I'm like, oh, that's so like I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whispering, like yeah. the chanting, the whisper chants. That might be my yeah. I think that might be my favorite part of the entire thing because yeah. it's so effective. Yeah. Um, but the like those group of friends, you know, as soon as he tells him like, 
if you touch me, you'll die. Right. Whispers it so quietly. Right. And I was like, oh, he's going to die because he has to touch. Like, he's he's dead. Yeah. But where they got me, and we're talking about the preface. So this isn't even diving into the movie. This is pre-title card, and it's already a spoiler. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Right. Uh when he said that to the friend and the friend touches his shoulder and you see him kind of like close his eyes, like, damn it. You shouldn't have done uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad <laughs> move, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I expected, and this is what the movie did really well with that, that the entity was going to be the one that was like, it was going to be like a, a, a grudge kind of thing or, you know, mm. like the Japanese horror where, okay, the entity's coming after him now. Right. And that wasn't what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that opening is so. That could have almost been a full length film. Yeah. Trapping them in that cabin. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't do that, though, because I really like most of the direction it goes in. Right. Uh, I did have to laugh. And this, this is kind of a. Well, I'll save it. I'll save it. We'll okay. get to it as we move further. In. But there, there was a moment. Not during this movie, but during one of the other movies I watched <laughs> where I had to laugh and it was like, damn it, Jake. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. There's something related between this week's and next week's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's a thing that you hate, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the I really like just staying in the opening. I really like the opening and how he they start carrying him down the hill and they find that cabin. And so there's a whole, like, you don't know what's going on, but it says day one. And I'm like, how long are we going to be in the mountains for? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so it says day one. And then they are like, they find the cabin and they, he has a like little flute in his hand and they're like, Oh, why have you been carrying this around? That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I was I, so confused by that yeah. for the longest fucking time. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I I liked the like the snowstorm happens and the girl goes outside and she sees a thing through the snowstorm. She thinks it's a person. She's like calling out to them, trying to get them to come help them get back down the mountain because their friend is paralyzed. He fell down the crevice. You should know because you saw the movie. You're watching it with us. Um, <laughs> but I, I like I like the tension there where she she like takes a step and it takes a step. And like, and then she takes another step, and it takes another step, and then it decides to run at her like first. Like, I liked the. I don't know if I see that very often. Usually, it's like she starts, she starts running first, but this is like it just starts booking it at her, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, seeing the and a little detail for me in that scene. Mm-hmm is the figure that she sees you as a viewer know pretty much immediately like oh stay away from that <laughs> yeah like it that's looks not terrifying your buddy. yeah stay away <laughs> um but at the same time i really like that instead of there being a clear image of it mm-hmm. or clear ish i really like that the snowstorm is very like it, it ruins the image. It, Obscur- it's very, very obscuring hard to focus it. on it. Yeah. 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 I really like that. <laughs> and then hearing it 
booking after her is like, ah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get day two. Yeah. And again, for me, I was like, what? Like, I had thoughts, dude, where I was like, did did it skip something? Like, what is going on with this movie? Like, (laughs) did I miss something? You know, pause it and look where the, like, the counter is. You're like, no, it started at the beginning. What's (laughs) happening? Yeah. Yeah. And the, I like the, like you mentioned, the whispering is so effective and how this guy who's been, like, paralyzed, comatose the whole time, is now is just like hovering over this girl's head like whispering in her ear as she sleeps and you don't know what he's saying but it seems very scary you know it's bad you do know like it's you, bad there's nothing good when any character is kind of trance like in a horror film yeah. anything they do post trance <laughs> yeah. bad yeah bad probably not <laughs> them doing it yeah not to spoil every horror movie there is, but when you see a character do that, mm-hmm. nothing good comes from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he disappears and they have to like go find him. And this is like the like the first real, I guess, scary part that they find him waiting at that bridge. And we'll talk about bridges a lot. Bridges are a motif of the movie. Um <laughs> But when they like finally just like kill like those people get killed the way they get killed I like how just like sudden it is and that one girl that he whispered into just pulls out the knife and just stabs that guy and he goes over the edge uh, I, I like I liked the violence the violence is like simple not not overdone not crazy but it's rare yeah. but effective it's very uh, abrupt it's yeah very fast almost to the point where you're like what <laughs> like they they don't draw mm-hmm. any of that out in fact actually there's one more scene in the movie that's actually like hyper violent yeah but violence is not really a at least violence in the sense that you would expect right. is not a factor in the movie yeah generally Except very for that opening scene and then the one scene later on but uh right. i love that too i loved how quick it happens i loved how nothing's drawn out mm-hmm. dude gets stabbed and thrown off the, the cliff girl gets her cut through or her throat cut thrown mm-hmm. off the cliff and then they're like okay i'm gone too yeah i actually liked it i thought it, it gave a little weight of just how quickly mm-hmm. things could turn which is almost a foreshadow for how that movie ends up going <laughs> right uh, <laughs> for sure and then the dude just kind of like has no response and blows into that bone flute again mm-hmm. that flute dude i was like what is with this thing and then i caught myself thinking like oh is it like a relic that is gonna wind up in mm-hmm. like a high schooler's home somehow because i feel like it's a horror movie yeah these are how they do things i was like is it gonna be kind of like the exorcist where the the totem of like the demon is Mm -hmm. gonna you know right come back and that's what it's traveling with (laughs) nope that's not it at all no it just happens to be a bone flute (laughs) yeah Uh, before oh and then you get the title card which is missing a letter yeah which i'm like that's either because of the title or 
could there be something to that? Because it yeah. seems so purposeful. But I'm leaning more towards they just did it because of the title. Yeah, I think that it was just that the word empty was empty in the middle, kind of. Yeah. That's how I took yeah. it. Uh, which kind of makes sense for later on. Uh- yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, if you've gone through the whole thing, you don't know any of the rules quote-unquote rules you don't know what the three days have to do with you don't know what the bone flute has to do with and then you're dropped what is it like 13 years in the future so we were in 1995 because it's starts in the mid 90s and then it jumps into the 2000s yeah so we're in 2018 in missouri Um, all of a sudden real quick though Mm -hmm. before we move on to current well what was current when they filmed the movie but no longer current when it released right uh <laughs> the skeleton in the cave yeah 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 good i'm glad you brought us back to okay that. i have to do i have to mention this i fucking love that skeleton i know it's so I, sick it's so evil and menacing looking like mm-hmm. just that skeleton alone i'm like I'm kind of uncomfortable looking at it. Not completely because <laughs> yeah. like I I have a screenshot of it saved because I love it so much. <laughs> like yeah. showing my well, kids, look at this thing. You, <laughs> you like know? that it makes you feel a little uneasy. But it's because it's so unexplainable. Yeah. It has like human-ish features. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's all like intertwined and kind of in a lotus pose mm-hmm. makes it look it's. Yeah, certain like certain to... bones, certain proportions are bigger than they should be. Things that are like fused together that shouldn't be. It's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, awesome skeleton. One little thing, mm-hmm. which is weird for me to say because I usually lean on the side of "Don't show me too much." Yeah, I kind of wish I would have seen a little more of that skeleton. <laughs> Yeah, but not to the point where I was like bummed out completely. But that skeleton is so cool, and I, I'm still questioning it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the part that like that section mostly reminds me of the movie, the ritual. That's what kind of made me feel like yeah. that that uneasiness, that like altar of of bones and sticks, and all of a sudden you're in this very weirdly like uncomfortable potentially sacred potentially evil you don't know what's going on yeah creepy and cool at the same time for sure it really is it really is uh you can see the skeleton i posted the screenshot actually yeah on instagram (laughs) yeah um so yeah moving into the movie you get your title card yep we hop into the film yeah you have zero background on anything any character you're about to meet yeah, but you're dropped in like the third act of all of their lives. It's right. very seems interesting. Un- seems completely unrelated to what we've just been watching for the last twenty two minutes, which is kind of yeah. cool. Were you also confused at first about the relationship between the daughter and the main character? Yeah. So the main character okay. <laughs> is this guy. It's James Badgedale who plays him. Um, you would recognize him from 13 hours or the departed, but yeah, he meets up with that girl and yeah, they're having a very serious and intimate conversation. Not like intimate, like sexual, but just like intimate, like personal 
um, about their lives. Yeah, you can tell like there's a history between the two of them. I started getting the sense like, oh, he must be like her dad, mm-hmm. her split family, you know, with the whole like, can I tell mom that I talked to you? And he's like, yeah. Like, yeah, I thought that was his, her like, yeah, dad and he was divorced at first. And then you yeah. find out that it's her like neighbor. You're like, what? Who's <laughs> just a family friend? You're yeah. Like, wait. <laughs> yeah. That part was kind of weird. I thought the sec the first time I watched it, I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. The second time I watched it, I do think this movie rewards multiple viewings, and I think that's another reason why people should see yeah. it. Because it this- almost not only does it warrant multiple. I kind of feel like it requires yeah several viewings. That's probably true. That's probably very true cuz I after seeing it the second time that conversation they have is so like specific and poignant and like in she reveals I guess a lot of what the main plot of the movie is in that like 2 minutes. <laughs> right, she pretty much tells you what is going to happen. Yeah. Or what you're going to see and mm-hmm. learn about. But you have no clue. Yeah, she has <laughs> this feels whole like deep and important monologue all about like the power of our thoughts and how they have the power to manifest reality. And, and uh, much like the main character, you have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> right. You just kind of look at her with the same expression he has of like, what? Yeah. I think he even I'm tells listening. her. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah, that conversation uh, is actually very important, I think. It's, I feel like after I watch it the second time, I really feel like everything... This is one of those rare movies, with the exception of what I hinted at earlier. We'll wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the part that I'm like, oh, this was a complete studio moment. Uh, besides that, The Empty Man feels like a movie where every little thing that's in it is so purposeful. Right. Like it feels, and you don't really get that until you see it two or three times. I feel mm-hmm. everything in it just feels like, oh no, this is so specific. Mm-hmm. Like there is a purpose for everything we are looking at. There is a purpose why mm-hmm. some of the characters die the way they do. Like there is something to everything. Yeah. I like that. I I've, really like that. I've totally noticed that. Like, I, I've watched it a couple times this week. I've seen it before. And the second time watching it, third time overall, I was noticing every, like, all those little shots and all these little things. I was like, you just showed me that. Oh, that's important. I just realized that's important. It's very, it's kind of a, like, he really swung for the fences, I guess, when he made this movie. Like, it's a very, very intentional and elaborate movie it's so the guy that wrote and directed it uh david Pryor. it's his actually his first feature film which is kind of crazy uh, and it's based on a boom studios graphic novel by cullen bunn which i don't know anything about that but yeah me neither very which was uh, weird to see in the credits because i was like this movie doesn't feel like a graphic novel comic booky kind of thing but okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, it's just an extremely ambitious movie, I think. Very. Which is kind of sad to say because of how it was handled on release. But Right. Yeah, that makes it sad um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the attention to detail in it 
mm-hmm. really caught my, uh, well, my attention, uh, especially for a horror film, especially for a horror film that could have easily been a normal style with the jump scare. Right. I really liked that. It was so patient, right? Right after that title card. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's such a slow burn to the point where you almost forget that you're watching a horror. Right. And you're like, is this just like a mystery? She goes missing and you're mm-hmm. like, it's okay. kind of like a crime drama all of a sudden. Right. Right. Uh, and then you're reminded, no, no, there's supernatural shit going <laughs> on too. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, I guess just talking about the main character who's kind of a, so he used to be a cop. Now he's a, just, I don't know what he does. He's always a guy that owns that, uh, it's like a security store. He, yeah. He's got his, uh, security store. Yeah. So he used to be a cop and he's just like a, this neighbor girl goes missing the girl he was talking to and how like that her mom, his like ex lover come calls him to like help her. Um, the way that all of it is kind of handled where he comes in and she calls the cops and everybody kind of reviews her room and they're looking at, she left a note on the mirror. Every, every, so that's the first like hint at the title where she leaves a note on the mirror that says the empty man made me do it. And what something you said a second ago actually reminded me, this could have been a very like basic paint, like kind of not paint by numbers, but you know what I mean? A very basic kind of horror movie. There are movies like it that I think it will get compared to by people who haven't seen it. Like this could be just like Slender, the Slender Man movie. I don't know if you saw that, but it was meh. I did. It was it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. And so there are there are tiny things that could compare to that, but overall it's not like that at all. No, it's really not. Uh when she goes missing, so I didn't even look at the IMDb imdb page yeah during this uh i think i told you that where i was like all right this first viewing completely unadulterated you know we're just Mm -hmm. i have no clue what the movie's actually about i'm just gonna watch it uh so she goes missing yeah he's flipping through her her notebook there's some weird things in it Mm -hmm. (laughs) he looked when he finds the flyer yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so he finds the flyer yeah and immediately I'm like, damn it, Jake. (laughs) Because it was a a glaring red flag for me of like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like, Yeah. So longtime listeners of the podcast will know Dustin does not like culty stuff. Cults are are like just uncomfortable. I hate cults. This happens to be... Happens to be pretty, uh, pretty close to cult-related things. Pretty prominent <laughs> cult mentality. Yeah, so the flyer, the <laughs> the flyer he finds for the Pontifex Institute, and when he goes to the Pontifex Institute, getting ahead of ourselves, it is. I mean, it's there's a lot of similarities to like Scientology and all kinds of other <laughs> culty stuff. Yeah, I was <laughs> the flyer. I saw the flyer, the fucking triangle with like the little lines drawn from it. I was like, God damn it. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like if this goes cult stuff. Yeah. You're a bastard. I and didn't warn you. So at you're all. a bastard. Yeah, I am. Yep. No, you did not. <laughs> um, 
But anyways, yeah, so the, all of the the empty man made me do it. So, like, the cops are there, the detectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they immediately... I, small detail that I really appreciate that this movie did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's an ex-cop. The main character is an ex-cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of tired of just saying the main character so his name's his james. character's name his name's james. james yeah which is james. convenient because the yeah, actor's so james, name is james also yeah <laughs> uh ex-cop and usually in a movie when there's an ex-cop other officers around him kind of like badmouth him or they're very standoffish against that cop yeah i really like that the detective immediately is like um I'm going to use you like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you you know, the drill. Let's go talk outside for a minute. Mm-hmm. And like, I like that. It's not a prominent part of the story. Right. But it's a little detail that I was like, that's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. That's I kind of like that. Um, yeah, I did too. because there, there's no necessary animosity there. It wouldn't have gone anywhere had they put it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the detective comes back we should say the the empty man made me do it being written in blood yeah i was like okay because i i i will say i had a little concern at that because it could have been another yeah. slender man mm-hmm. very easily uh it was like okay <laughs> i i kind of feared it's not going to be human blood or at mm. least her blood right and then the detective comes in and he's like, do you have a pet per chance? She's like, no, why? And he just, no reason, and leaves. I'm like, oh, they killed a dog. Yeah. Damn it, they killed a dog. <laughs> I was like, a dog died, or mm-hmm. she killed a dog. A dog died. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> because, let's face it, as audience members, we can handle <laughs> main character deaths, yeah. mom, dad deaths. We can even pretty much handle, like, child death and movies right uh there's just something about when an animal gets murdered in a mm. film <laughs> we immediately are like motherfuckers yeah like <laughs> yep. that's the whole premise of john wick one as soon as you kill a dog or an animal you're the worst person and you deserve vengeance. right you're like that's as low as you're gonna be yeah like, rotten hell <laughs> yep. and maybe worse right uh, <laughs> But I really like how he kind of goes on his own investigation to help her out. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his neighbor, who you find out is an ex-lover-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ish. <laughs> it's questionable. Uh, but I really like how his investigation is not super, like, clueless. I like that he's able to find a few people that are like, they're vague, but he's got enough intelligence to piece some things together. I really like that. That way, I thought it helped, although the movie is a slow burn, I thought it helped move move the movie along a little quicker. Yeah. Instead of giving him constant roadblocks, they actually gave him kind of a path to follow. Yeah. Yeah. and I, I really like that. There, it, there are several little things in the movie I felt were refreshing. It was nice to see these little details. It was mm-hmm. nice not to see the exact same thing over and over and over again until the one scene that was obviously a studio moment. But 
Yeah. I'm wondering, Jake, if you can figure out what scene I'm talking about. I haven't figured out yet, it yet, but I hope that I do before we get to it. I feel like you will pretty soon. Okay. Because we're getting kind of close-ish okay. to it, I think. Uh, how do, What did you think about the kids on the bridge? Uh, yeah, so the, the you're talking about the flashback where he's talking to that one girl yeah. in his car and she's right? describing... That's about where we're at now. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. Um, oh, before the bridge. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought there was one scene the first time I watched it where I was like, what? That's dangerous. <laughs> uh, when he's at the school mm-hmm. and he finds like her friend, yeah. he calls her over and she's like, can I have a cigarette? And he's all, get in the car. And she just does. Yeah. It's like, uh-uh. yeah <laughs> like, well, he's like she's like kind of a cigarette cars? and he's like do you know, you know they're bad for you right and she's like yeah and he's like okay here you go <laughs> yeah it was like this is i feel like if there was one glaring flaw mm-hmm. uh school personnel would have been all over because <laughs> they're not he's not parked far away he's parked right in front of the school <laughs> yeah you kind of hope so you hope someone would be would. shaking their finger at you sir yeah anyways uh ooh, that just reminded me. Mm. The first time you watched it. Yeah. When they're in the car talking and she's like looking out of the passenger window. Yeah. And they focus on the group of kids there, and then it pans to her and she looks completely freaked out. And then they mm. show you again and it's like a few less kids, and then she leaves. Yeah. That first time you watched it, did you feel you missed seeing something? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of parts where the camera would hold either on the group of kids or on like just trees in the background of the parking lot. And I was like, did something move? Did something like pop out and I missed it? Or yeah, there's there's just I guess it lends to the, the uncomfortableness or eeriness of it. Yeah. Um, the second time I watched it, I was like trying to eagle eye <laughs> that pause it examine it pause it yeah 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 there's nothing there which no. i i really liked that decision because it kind of keeps you with james yeah of not knowing right i like that i thought that was a smart decision to not show the empty man standing in the crowd i suppose yeah show too much too uh, soon also right right yeah that's a good point. Uh, yeah, so the bridge. I I didn't have any problem with the bridge. I liked the bridge. I thought it was interesting how... I mean, you, you see the girl again. You see her talking to all these people. And you you start getting the rules. I mean, it's important to get the rules of of what the girl in the car is telling start you. Start getting the rules. She gives you, like, here's the, yeah. the myth. Or here's the urban legend, you know? Right. So <laughs> Blow into an empty bottle on a bridge. And the empty man comes to you. Yeah. You have to think about him. And the first night you hear him and the second night you see him and the third night he finds you. And that kind of tells you, oh, that's what all of that other stuff at the beginning was. Day one, day two, day three, all that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of a similar, similar legend like Bloody Mary or Candyman or there's all these kinds of things. It's, it's lumped in with that, which I thought was interesting that. Now you're like, oh, this is what the movie is. There's a a monster and you have to follow the rules. And if you don't, like, you can't break the rules, that kind of thing. 
but then it ends up right. having nothing to do with that and that actually is not anything and so that <laughs> that's not what the movie is at all yeah i no, mean it's... the legend is true uh i really liked right after they all blow into the bottle yeah i thought it was great because i was definitely expecting them to be like oh nothing happened this thing's bullshit and then we were gonna get like kind of a although i love the franchise kind of a final destination mm-hmm. like oh it's gonna pick them off one by one and my brain immediately thought, oh, he'll find her right before she kills herself or yeah. the empty man kills her and try to, like, intervene. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's... You were way off. <laughs> watch, watch any 2000s horror movie. Right. <laughs> and yeah. how wrong I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with being that wrong. Yeah, not even um, close. But I really liked that almost immediately. Yeah after they all blow into the bottle, you don't see the empty man, but immediately you're like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's there. Like- <laughs> yeah. You hear, you hear him blow the bottle back and then you start hearing like footsteps and they just all run away. And I was like, that's effectively right. scary. <laughs> like, Oh, there's okay. And, yeah. and again, my brain was like, well, that's fun. That like immediately you are, you get affirmation. Mm-hmm. This entity is here. Uh, and again, my brain thought it knew what it was going to be coming. <laughs> right. And I'm so glad it didn't go that route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't remember what happens between the bridge and the sauna. I was going to jump to the sauna. Okay. Is there anything else that happens? The sauna. <laughs> the sauna is like the well, most... I don't have it playing right now because I, I didn't want to stream it again. <laughs> Yeah. Mainly because I I have the computer going at the moment and this right. is what I was using. Right. Uh anyways, uh okay. The sauna. Yeah. I hated the sauna. You this hated is the it. scene in the movie that hated it. <laughs> it's the scene in the movie I feel doesn't fit the narrative of the rest of the film at all. Yeah. It felt this was a scene that I was like, oh, the studio came in and mm-hmm. flat out told these guys, you need nudity, mm-hmm. like completely pointless nudity because it's a horror film. Right. They typically have some. Uh, and you're going to have to have the entity kill her mm-hmm. and the audience to finally see a killing happen. Oh, yeah. there's a, that, too, that's what happens there's before, dude. too much of a gap between people dying. What happens before? Yeah, because... You actually only see a few people die. Body count is kind of high, but you don't see the group of friends kill themselves. Right. Him finding their bodies under the bridge. That's what happens. Because he goes to the bridge after talking with her. Uh, Yeah. Finding the bodies and they're all hanging in a row. Yeah. I love that shot. I love (laughs) it. Because you're like, you just got shown... A very standard horror film setup mm-hmm. that you think here I know where it's going, and then they're all dead, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hanging under the bridge, and you're like, yeah, oh, <laughs> and the most you got through all this is like I can only find one of her friends. Uh-huh. No one knows where anyone is. <laughs> oh, there they are because they're all <laughs> fucking dead. Uh, right, but that scene is such an 
a very effective tool to mm-hmm. me to convey the horror. Yeah. You still don't know what's going on. You have no idea what actually led up to them doing that. Right. And hanging is slow. Right. Like you look at, I mean, they're not hanging very far. Mm-hmm. Like the rope is pretty short. Mm-hmm. It just, it, that shot and then them like pulling the wrapped bodies up. It's very, to me, was very mm-hmm. effective of just, okay, maybe, maybe I don't know what's actually about yeah. to happen. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And yeah, then there's the a lot of sauna scene came. There's out. a lot of little details. When he first gets to the bridge, there's like normal outdoor noises like crickets and stuff. And then it just goes quiet all of a sudden. And <laughs> which you like just, he's a little uneasy. Yeah, whether it's a thriller or a horror film, mm-hmm. whenever you already have tension kind of building up, mm-hmm. to have every sound stop and the screen go silent, mm-hmm. it is such an effective <laughs> editing thing. It's such yeah. a great decision because immediately you're like, because people mm-hmm. don't handle complete silence well, yeah, if at all. Right. You know, we're uncomfortable with it almost as soon as anything is silent for like mm-hmm. 12 seconds. It's unnatural know? for right. sure. So to already have him like blowing the bottle sarcastically and immediately you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, well, you got three days. Yeah. Uh, and then to have it like the wind blows the leaves, it goes silent. Mm hmm. Such a, I love that part because it's so like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, but his journey might be a little bit different. You kind of get that feeling mm-hmm. his journey won't be the same. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize how different it would be. How like crazy his journey goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the So sauna, then we get to the song. Yeah, I think that that's a very interesting Sorry, point. I think that's a very interesting point that it's it's it it does feel out of place to the narrative that's a very true statement it's not it it doesn't fit th- what you learn later on going back to it it feels more probably more out of place the second time you see it that said i don't hate it because i find it brutal and cool and interesting how <laughs> she's like it's it's stabbing her initially in the face with like a knife or scissors yeah. or something and then it like cuts and you realize she's stabbing herself in the face and i was like that is cool and gross and awesome <laughs> <laughs> so I, I liked that part but I, yeah that's true from a storytelling perspective it doesn't fit yeah it just throughout the whole movie that was the one scene that i was like i don't feel this was a weird horror film well trying to word it uh this was a very unique film to watch that doesn't follow normal horror tropes mm-hmm. at least as much um, right the effectiveness of the empty man really comes out with the journey and the lack of knowledge throughout mm-hmm. um up until he learns everything uh and that's why I hate that scene so much because I'm like, had they just followed their same thing, I don't right. need to see her die. Right. All they could have done was like, oh yeah, we found her body in a sauna. 
mm-hmm. you know, someone stabbed her several times and left it at that. Right. To me, that would have been very effective of just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, a little detail in that scene that also kind of made me like, uh, mm-hmm. was how human handy the entity is like yeah. it looked too human when you right. see its hand because it is a guy's hand right uh i kind of wish they would have like kept kind of that like distorted kind of ghostly mm-hmm. supernatural look like the robe does yeah that he wear or like that that uh cloak that right. it's wearing for sure uh, i think that would have been really cool that sauna scene now although i hate that sauna scene it does not ruin the movie for me it's just one scene that i'm like yeah, this was such an obvious like the studio <laughs> looked at them and was like, hey, <laughs> you need to put something in there. Yeah. And then you find out, have you watched the trailer since watching it? I did watch it after. Yeah. OK, so, you know. Yeah. How obvious like because <laughs> her scene is a pro- like part of the promotion. <laughs> right. So you're like, like, hey, there's a slight- that's why people want to- <laughs> there's a sexy spot and there's a there's murder and stuff. Yeah. Right. A girl gets naked in a horror movie. I wonder if she will live. All right. <laughs> Chances <laughs> yeah. are no. Like, no. There's not even a... There's no shot. <laughs> no. I don't stand a chance. If, if you saw the movie Cabin in the Woods, you understand that horror rule. <laughs> right. Every time has to happen. Yep. Uh <laughs> But moving past that sauna scene, yeah. to me, the movie picks up right where it should have picked up, which is, like I said, where the detective tells him, mm-hmm. oh, she died. Like, and you were the last one to see her alive, it turns out. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, I'm trying to, like, remember all the little things happen because there's so much. Uh, I feel like that's, that is where it kind of picks up because I think it's right after he talks to those detectives about her death that... He goes home and starts Googling about the flyer and he has the flyer and he Googles That's right. Pontifex Institute. And there's some really like interesting things all of a sudden that you're getting a ton of information through your eyeballs. A ton of info and it's a very huge uh kind of revelation mm-hmm. that everything you've been watching is not what you think you've been watching. Right. I think that's one of the brilliant things about the movie is how open it mm-hmm. is that you don't understand your first viewing, but how <laughs> open it is about you, like everything you've watched, mm-hmm. you have no clue what this is all actually about <laughs> or what is actually right. happening right now. And you're not supposed to, you kind of have to be okay with that. You're not supposed to. Yeah. But the sermon that he goes and listens to, which by the way, Stephen Root, yeah playing like the granddaddy of this mm-hmm. institute given his spiel yeah i hate cult stuff i hate <laughs> cult mentality right i think it's such a, a a poisonous thing he delivers that speech so well mm-hmm. and to me it was such a like this is why how do people <laughs> not catch on right this is why <laughs> cult mentality is bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really interestingly written as like a monologue. Like I was listening to it pretty intently and the things he says, they all sound good, but they also don't really mean anything. <laughs> right. 
but they sound they sound good enough yeah. that people would buy into it. Right. They sound like it's a, a movie, revelation. But that's a very real thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a very real tactic that cults use. See, <laughs> fucking cults, man. I'm gonna like. <laughs> I, I knew. I was like, okay. Yeah. Don't rant on cults and how evil and horrible they are. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get mad. I'm gonna be good. But his his monologue or his like his whole speech mm-hmm. is effective. It is like okay. And that first time I watched it, I was like, I feel like he just told me the rest of the story. Yeah. But I'm not sure if he told me anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's. I think that's part of the problem with with those cult like leaders as well as you're like enough of it sounds like it could make sense if i had more pieces so i want to pay you money to give me more <laughs> of the pieces so that i can be as like it's like there seems like there is interesting truth in there but yeah it's very weird um the other so, weird thing oh, about so it b- before he even gets into talk to steven root he's like the lady at the front desk like gives him that flyer to fill out like a welcome thing yes and i was like pausing it to read all the different questions they like asked <laughs> yep <laughs> there are like some yep, yep. weird i think that overall it seems to be that the questionnaire is trying to gauge how open minded you are like if you're open to things that are not ordinary or accepted or sociologically society like has a, a constructed approved kind of thing yeah, yeah. but there are some definitely weird I like a, things in there I, I took that list as everything you just said and it also dude, i'm telling you the whole thing when he goes into that institute <laughs> i was like on edge yeah. Not because I was afraid, just on edge because this happens to me whenever a cult is in a film <laughs> or a TV show. I don't do well with this shit. Yeah. I just don't. Well, it doesn't generally uh, go well, me, so I'm, you're usually right. <laughs> and I was like, I did what you did, you know, pause it and read some of them because I was like, okay, there's answers in yeah. here. Like, they're going to hint. Uh, you don't, you get the impression that the other people are filling out the same form. Mm-hmm. But on second viewing, I feel like after you learn everything, mm-hmm. I feel like his form is very tailored to him. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. see the other people sitting around with like a clipboard, but his list is one that's focused on. And you start to kind of like, I can't remember all the things that are listed, but there's a few things that kind of hint to his character. And you're like, Ooh. yeah, it doesn't give anything away but it it felt very tailored and obviously after you learn everything mm-hmm. you, I mean, everything is tailored yeah uh, that very well yeah that yeah. very well could be because as soon as he talks to um steven root and he when he leaves the conversation steven root's like tells him something about like you need to stay longer next time and it's like this is the first time I've well been he's like here. yeah he's all it's good to see you back and he's like this is the first time i've ever come and he goes oh well there's something about you <laughs> on edge yeah on fucking edge <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i could totally see that um speaking about pausing and reading things though we kind of skipped over <laughs> when he first starts googling the institute and just before he decides to go oh, to yeah, it yeah yeah he goes to like Wikipedia and he sees all these pages of like what the pontifex, 
well, he searched for Pontifex Institute and he doesn't find anything. And it's like, did you mean Pontifex Society? He's like, sure, I guess. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, but yeah, he starts reading about all about the Pontifex Society. And I was pausing that and I was like, okay, what does this Wikipedia article say about this institute that's like, has this history? And that's where it first ties into the beginning, where one of yeah. the things that's related is when they were in, there's a, a thing about Bhutan and that's where those people were hiking and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, there's interesting things about this institute who has had situations where they've done rituals or there may be potentially occult situations. Uh, there's a cabin that we'll get to eventually. Um, and then he Googles a thing on the back of the thing, which is just she wrote in pencil Tulpa. And so he Googles Tulpa and yeah. it's about all, it's all about manifesting things with your thoughts like you if you concentrate enough for long enough then you can turn something into a reality a physical form which is kind of the basis of the movie i guess yeah and when like so i didn't pause the wikipedia page to read it (laughs) i did admire that they used a real wikipedia page yeah, which means they had to create this whole thing. Uh, you don't see usually in film or in TV, mm-hmm. they are not like necessarily allowed the rights to use <laughs> Google or to use Wikipedia. Right. I thought that was kind of cool that these guys actually got to make the full Wikipedia page because they wanted to avoid that <laughs> trope of like some fictional yeah. <laughs> search engine. So good on you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it was like Factopedia or some knockoff thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the whole explanation of like the power of your thoughts, the power of being able to manifest mm-hmm. uh, something into a physical thing. Yeah. Uh, just with the power of your thoughts and your focus and your attention to it. It really made me think of, uh, do you remember when The Secret came out, that book? And that whole like mentality. No, I don't think so. I so never read it. The secret was thing. kind of like that, but it was all positive. So it was like mm. very much uh, the more positive energy and thought you put into something, you could potentially manifest it to come okay. real. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna do a quick clarification. Okay. Uh, so with secret, yeah. Yes, live <laughs> fact checking. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to be accurate. Don't don't at me. <laughs> uh, so it's the law of attraction, which claims that thoughts can change a person's life directly. Uh, so energy as assurance of its effectiveness. So using your energy and your positive thinking. Like if you're Still positive, you'll attract positivity. Care. If you're negative, you'll attract negativity. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. And it can like, yeah. Anyways, uh, so the empty man, when they're explaining that stuff, reminded me of all that yeah and it was very much like right how have we gone this long without the dark version of that kind of mentality or that thought or belief like Mm -hmm. huh because if you're conjuring up an evil entity well Mm -hmm. actually it's weird to call the empty man an evil entity right because it doesn't necessarily do anything evil (laughs) right other than I mean, you could say it manipulates the people that it in. I don't know if it inhabits them or just 
like uh, draws their focus, let's say. Um, right, right. So but it's they like end up just... getting people killed. People do die because of so, them. Right. But the reason I say the entity is not the evil one mm-hmm. is because it's more of a tool right. to try and continue the bridge. Yeah. Try and get to the bridge. It's trying to find the bridge, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so the evil one is a goddamn cult. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be that they oh, that were... Was just like so I complain about a cult again. They were the... <laughs> they, maybe they were the evil thing or bad thing, and they died because they were manifested the negativity whereas if somebody that was pure of heart maybe wouldn't have experience i don't know um i I was just going with another way to like segue (laughs) into how much i fucking hate cults (laughs) i think that idea is interesting i think the idea that you can create something with your mind's energy or power is interesting i think there's enough there that people know to be true like like placebos like if you take medicine that's a placebo and you end up getting better all that happened was you believed you took medicine and you got better like your belief can do things to the physical world so i think that there's interesting things there for sure yeah it's we can get back to what we were talking (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah after he talks to steven root and has that big interesting conversation then he kind of explores the institute and I thought all that yeah. stuff was just as uneasy, just the as weird. The creepiest part of the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. There's people like <laughs> yeah. in semicircles, like talking to each other, like they're all blowing into bottles together. They're they're just like talking, potentially chanting. It's weird. And he just kind of watches it's, them it's... from the catwalk. There's a weird thing that happens. I took note of it and I don't know what it means. But if at that point where he's like at the catwalk and he's watching these people down below in a semicircle, the like main, there's like a girl with a notepad and she like snaps us like a stopwatch, like at the point where he looks at her and then they have like the conversation and that comes back later, but I don't know what that part means. And I think it's important. I feel it's important. I'm, I got nothing. Yeah. It was a detail because they focus on it. It's not like it's a wide shot right. and you see her do it. They focus on the stopwatch and you mm-hmm. see her click it. I have no clue what it means. Yeah, I don't know if maybe they're timing from the point of like how long does it take for mm. the empty man to appear? It could be because they're like... Post- they started blowing into bottles, so maybe that's like, okay, if we start now and we blow into the bottles now, what happens... That could be. Yeah, like I, trying I, to time how, what like, the length of time is of, well, the appearance. You know? Yeah. Like, okay, we did the ritual. How long before the ritual begin? Or like the yeah post-ritual consequence, if you will. Yeah. Uh, of course, then you it gets real weird <laughs> not too long after that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. post-bridge scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Well, right at the Institute and forward, that movie for a mental thriller (laughs) goes bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not like super visually, but (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah. This is, we're about getting to the part where I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Because from here, he sees that kid and he goes, he talks to him and that kid talks to him about the cabin, the cabin he saw on Wikipedia. 
So he goes to the cabin and ends up finding initially he finds like folders of like the people that he knows, all the kids and stuff. And then he finds his folder and it's a red folder different from all the illa folders. And uh, it's empty. And he's like, oh, this is weird. This is funny. You're being funny. Everybody's being he's like his commentary is really interesting and kind of funny the whole time. But then he goes to the like the other cabin at the camp, and there's VHS tapes of something. And when he puts the VHS tape in, first of all, I want to see if you noted this part. Notice this part when he walks into the room, he looks down and sees a teddy bear on the ground. Okay, so let let me. Yes, I did notice. Uh, okay. First off, let me let me just say. Okay. <laughs> when he gets thrown out of the institute. Yeah. And then the the kid is there, and he tells him, like. Haven't seen her for a while, dude. Yeah. And he seems so like nonchalant and like immediately was like, that kid's don't trust him. That kid's fucked up. Don't do it. Don't do yeah. It. He's like, a plant. Don't trust anyone that has any connection to this fucking shit show. Because uh, <laughs> it's a cult. <laughs> I hate cults. I don't do well with cults. <laughs> oh man. Um that being said, they're a very effective tool for like thrillers and crime. They're scary. Horror. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they can handle all this other shit. You throw in a cult, and I'm like, all right, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, when he drives to the compound, is what it really is because that's what they all are. Yeah. Uh, immediately, I was like, God damn it, <laughs> like. And then I thought, is this the end of the movie? Like, is this where the climax is going to happen? Right. And they do a good job of kind of tricking you into thinking that you're about to see the climax of the film. Right. Uh, but yeah, so he goes, he finds a red folder. I definitely was like, why is yours different? Yeah. <laughs> like, yours stands is bright out. red. Everyone else's is like very standard boring. Yeah. Why is yours red? And why is it empty? Right. And I thought maybe they're like trying to condition him. And I was like, you know what? I'm done trying to guess where this film's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been wrong every time. <laughs> yeah. I thought somebody maybe like stole it. I was like, why do you even have a folder if it's going to be empty? So I was like, maybe somebody stole it and he has to like find the contents of it somewhere. I didn't know what it was. I do. I. That was truly the moment I quit trying to guess. I was just like, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wrong too many times. Um, I keep like catching the wire over here. Oh, you're good. Uh, so then the second cabin and what you were wondering if I noticed. Yeah. The teddy bear. Yeah. He walks in. You see the bear on the ground. It's kind of ratty looking. Right. And he like he finds the VHS tapes and the the editing is real interesting because they show him walk in. You see the bear. You see him kind of looking at the tapes. He plays one of the tapes. Yeah. Which doesn't give you any answers on your first viewing. Right. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. (laughs) Like there's people chanting. It's super distorted. It looks like they're using the single light on the handheld to yeah. light everything and it's horrible mm-hmm. there's a weird dude who looks like he's seizuring and yeah. then i thought like and the tape is called manifestation it, yeah <laughs> and then they do that wide shot and i did notice this little detail <laughs> the bear's fucking gone before that even there's a tinier detail oh. 
So oh shit! Okay. As he's watching it, it like cuts back to the teddy bear. It's still there, and then you see the bear's head go up a little bit, very small, and the bear moves like on its own. And the bear goes like oh, this. Really? Yeah, the bear goes like what? this. And I was like, "What, what? the fuck?" And then it goes back to him, no. and he like, and he like turns to look at the, like the like he's he sees that like intense scene of the the bald guy that's who's doing the painting on the wall, and it's like staring at him in the eyes. And then he turns around, and the bear's gone. Yeah, that's like one of the things. It moves its head. It definitely like cuts to the bear that you had seen. It's sitting still, and then right before it cuts away, it moves on its own a little bit. What the shit? Yeah. I'm trying to find that specific scene, and of course, <laughs> I'm probably not going to find it, because I I'm feel like, like I need to see it. Almost to it. I could probably tell you where it is. I'm playing the movie in the background. Oh, you're watching it right now? Yeah. I'm like very close to it. He just found the red folder. It's like around... <laughs> okay, this is funny. It's a screenshot. Yeah. For like the trailer. Well, one of that face <laughs> That's was how the I face feel. I was making <laughs> from the moment he goes to the Institute <laughs> until the end of the film. That's a that great is face. the most accurate reaction to this movie. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll have to put that on the Instagram. I'm gonna make a note. Hold on. Find the fandango. That's such a bad spot to have, but that's the most I, I had that face. <laughs> All right, I can't find the teddy bear, dude. Uh, it's at one hour twenty nine minutes forty seconds. You should. Uh, oh, I could probably put the clip on Instagram so people know what we're talking about. Maybe I'll do that. You should just send me the clip. Just I could send do that. me the clip. I could do that. I gotta. I gotta see it. I, gotta, <laughs> I didn't know it moved its head. Yeah, I noticed it. I think the second time I watched it, maybe. All I noticed was that it like vanishes what the fuck the teddy bear moves on its own yeah it's pretty creepy. oh my god just when i start thinking that i'm like <laughs> figuring it out <laughs> why is the teddy bear moving on its own it's so it's subtle but i'm pretty confident um unless unless she moves it maybe maybe it's on a string i don't know because it disappears and then later it ends up on his porch we'll get to that um the other thing about the camp though before he leaves the room the other thing about the video that he's watching. So I only noticed this because I paused the Wikipedia articles earlier. It talks about the right. cabin and it talks about how there were six young men between these ages who were found dead. And it seemed to be uh, that they murdered each other. And then the last one apparently committed suicide. So there are six young men, right? When he pops in the video, there are five young men around the table. Then there's the sixth one is the one that they manifest, the bald guy who does the painting on the wall. And right. he apparently, either they killed themselves or he killed them. I don't know what happens, but and they all end up dead. Whoever they manifested is dead and they are dead. So that's extra creepy and weird and scary. Yeah, I didn't, like I said, I didn't pause that <laughs> Wikipedia page, but that's a good detail. Dude, this guy needs to make more horror films. Yeah. His attention to detail is just mind blowing. Yeah. Of course, I, I need to know the bear. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make a note. focusing on that now. <laughs> Send Dustin clip of Bear. I'm picking a note. Um, okay. So the first time I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with my work schedule. So I'm going to. I have to segue to real life. And then I'll. Trust me. I'm bringing it back. Okay. okay. So with my work schedule. I work nights. So if I wake up early in the morning. I'm usually pretty like. Mm -hmm. Roggy, you know, mm -hmm. 
pre-coffee or pre-caffeine, right. everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it was uh, a little over, well, no, it was a week ago when we were like, okay, so here's all the movies that we want to get watched. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, all right. I woke up that morning and was like, let's just watch The Empty Man. Let's just <laughs> let's see if we can find it. I found it. I watched it. I was doing so well. And I like closed my eyes and drifted just a little bit. Yeah. Right when he like walks in the cabin, like I remember seeing the bear and then coming back to when he sees the fire. Yeah. It was like, I feel like I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> that's honestly i was conscious the entire time i first watched it and that was the same point i had to back it up i was like whoa 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 did i miss something shit's kicking <laughs> off right now what the fuck <laughs> so i did rewind it but i was not focusing on the bear yeah like at all <laughs> i didn't even notice the bear the first time i watched it mm -hmm. i was just so focused on what he was doing which i think is the point right uh so i feel like i watched it how you were supposed to but at the same time like <laughs> i was engaged with the movie i was just yeah my body was like and pause you <laughs> oh we're back <laughs> like and you you've seen the movie yeah if you've seen the movie you know from like him watching the tape to him seeing the group with the fire mm -hmm. that's like 45 seconds yeah maybe. <laughs> he literally walks out of the cabin sees people walking in circles around a giant bonfire and that's right. it like, there's no gap really <laughs> very minimal amount of time but i was so worried that i missed so much and i i mean that video mm -hmm. is something you do need to see yeah uh at first i thought it was just weird and i did think like oh they're like, are they manifesting a human right now? Yeah. Yeah, they're and doing some I, sort of ritual. Yeah. And then the second time I watched it, it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they like they are telling you. The second time I watched the movie, mm -hmm. I was so hyper alert with all the dialogue. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. They have fucking told you mm -hmm. everything about this movie. Yeah. From the get-go. Like, yeah. Well, from the title card. Right. Because they don't tell you shit in the opening. But. Right. From the time that the girl starts the conversation with him, basically, she's yeah, like, like, here's what the fuck's she up. She spoils the whole movie. Yeah. She spoils the movie right at the beginning of the movie, which I love it when movies do that and you have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I totally get why you feel like you miss so much because when they get to the like bond, when he gets to the bonfire and he sees all those people walking around. Like up to that point, you feel like the camp's abandoned. He's been in several buildings. He's looked at folders. He looks at videos. Nobody's popped out. There's been no like scares. And it, it looks abandoned. Everything looks yeah. deserted. It's dusty. It's grimy. It's got that like well left in the woods. It has right. that look to it for sure. And then he sees and all these people just walking around or running around and changing directions, going around this bonfire, and it goes way up into the sky. And he decides to like. He like zones out for a minute, kind of like you did. And then he turns around and leaves. And then he like, the, again, sound kind of stops and he looks back over his shoulder and the fire is suddenly gone, like faster than a fire could be put out. And then it does like kind of the same thing at the beginning where he, they all kind of like start leaving the fire as like a, like a unit, like an organism kind of. Yeah. And so they are <laughs> swarming yeah. as one. Like yeah. it looks 
like a swarm of bees or a flock of birds mm-hmm. moving as one. To me, <laughs> when he gets out of the cabin, he sees them with the fire. Immediately in my head, I was like, God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. And that was why I was thinking like, oh, this is the climax. Right. I've got a fucking bonfire. I've seen Wicker Man, both original and <laughs> hilarious Nick Cage version. I know what's happening. Yeah. Like. And then you see him swarming. He has that weird thing where everything distorts when he looks in the sky. Mm-hmm. That weirded me out really bad. It was <laughs> like, are we about to go science fiction? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the shit is this movie? And then you see him swarming. Them swarming. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, quietly. His character. Huh? They're so quiet as they're just like slowly so quiet. moving. And his character perfectly sums up how every normal-minded person would think <laughs> or feel yeah he looks at it and goes fuck this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he nopes right out of there <laughs> right of course then he steps on a leaf and they hear it and yeah but yeah when, when he, he turns around and they do the same thing they do the thing that the creature at oh, the beginning right. in the snow did where he takes a step back and they take a step forward and then he's that's like right, and then right. he's like yeah fuck this i'm getting out of here and runs and they all <laughs> yeah. start chasing him and it's very scary for a second but he gets away that's good. i was i was so convinced that was going to be the climax that they were going to like swarm his car which they start to do yeah. and like pull him out and then he was going to be a human sacrifice yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was <God. laughs> like Goddamn cults, man. They're so right. bad. They're so fucking bad. They're scary. Uh, <laughs> but then I forget what happens. He like talks to the the mom some. They kind of talk about their life or experience together. Well, that's that's when you start uh they start piecing some more of like the flashbacks and the dialogue, which you and I have not mentioned. Yeah. The very first line post title card. Yeah, the like a whisper of where are you or where yeah. were you? Where were you? Yeah, that yeah. kind of and recurs that, throughout. Yeah, where were you is whispered throughout the entire movie, um, which is really interesting mm-hmm. because when you get like the story, mm-hmm. you know, his wife and child die in a car accident uh, and you see him bend the mom over and do her. <laughs> Yeah. Which was a moment I was like, I don't know why, but this just seems mm-hmm. aggressive. After <laughs> after her husband died, after his yeah, wake, yeah. he sends his wife and son home and stays behind to do the widow. <laughs> yeah, like it's at the wake. Yeah. <laughs> uh but then I like you hear where were you again? And I started thinking of like once everything's culminated and during mm-hmm. the second viewing, I really, I was really focusing on that line. And I was like, I don't think that line has anything to do with the wife and child because mm-hmm. they die immediately. Right. If they existed. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't do it. I do want to watch the movie again. And I really want to kind of focus on the subtitles because mm-hmm. you know how sometimes with like subtitles, it'll tell you the character name, especially yeah. if it's like a voiceover. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to see if it's the girl who the like daughter. has orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. The daughter. I want to see if it shows her name to kind of mm-hmm. give away like, 
Oh. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting real close to uh, it could segueing be. into. <laughs> That's actually interesting. That's kind of one of the reasons I like this movie is that it could be, it could be that, or it could be, it could be exactly what it shows you it is, and that would be very interesting. But it could be a couple of other things, and that would also be very interesting. <laughs> so yeah, he goes to the hospital room. Is that what you're talking about? The hospital is essentially the the climax. Essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's where you finally learn everything. <laughs> Most of your questions are kind of answered. An- answered enough that you feel like you get it the first time. And then they're really right. answered the more you watch it, yeah. And, and then you're still left with like, but wait, how do you explain? Wait, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there are so many really interesting, surreal kind of cinematography in this movie. Like all, like you yeah. said, all there's so many little shots, and he focuses on specific things. Like there's a thing where when his wife and kid are in the car and they're about to get in the car accident and die. The kid is like tapping a ring like on his tooth and like then later on he he the James the main character is like tapping his ring his wedding ring on his like tooth as he's driving and then while he's like driving he'll be in his car and it's raining but as he looks out his windows he's like driving through the hospital hallways which is so weird and interesting so it's like yeah just kind of surrealism and uncomfortableness in general yeah and you never really i feel like anyone that says they've 100 percent caught everything in the empty man yeah you're lying it's impossible (laughs) yeah absolutely I feel like you caught enough where you get it for yourself, but this Mm. is one of those movies I feel I could watch it 10, 15 times and would still find a new detail that I had not noticed. And I'd probably have a moment like with the teddy bear of like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) Like, because it adds or it makes you question more. I'm still questioning the whole first time of his interaction with the lady at his uh, security store. Right. I'm still so confused on that. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't. And it's such a simple scene, but the ending makes you like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's that's before his birthday, isn't it? Before the birthday at the restaurant? Yeah. It's the. F- so, so his opening scene is him mm. running, and you hear, Where were you? Yeah. He's running. He interacts with the daughter, mm-hmm. and then he tells the girl at a security store. You don't want that one because you have to shake it. I'll show you the one that you actually want. Right. And then it cuts. <laughs> like that's that's the most you see of him having any kind of normalcy. Yeah. Everything else is his investigation and finding the cult. Interesting. I think that that's interesting. I think that's important. And that ties into the hospital scene. I'm kind of jumping ahead because there's a different hospital scene beforehand, but he does, when he talks to the girl, he does find the girl he finds. I think her name's Amanda. Um, the girl that went missing. She says at that point that her, you, you, you were, she goes into a lot of shit, but she goes it was specifically related to the birthday <laughs> thing. She says, we, that was like your birthday. That was your actual birthday. That was when your consciousness started at that restaurant. Cause we created you. Yeah. Um, but if the security store happens before then, then maybe she's a fucking liar trying to fuck with him. <laughs> That's possible too. Um, right. 
<laughs> which would mean that she's using cult mentality to manipulate someone else's thoughts yeah. to make them question themselves, question their consciousness. It's evil, it's bad, it's yeah. horrible. Gaslighting. Uh, the movie does a great job of showing all this. Problem with that, though, is when he calls the mom and she's like, I don't know who you are. Right. <laughs> right. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know who you are or why you would be calling me. Yeah, that part is weird. Um, before that, though, when he first gets to the hospital, when he first sees, we, he follows in that guy that you said was you should be concerned about. They get there. There's which I like, was right. You were right, oh, of course. The first time so far, you've been right about what this movie's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I called one thing. One. Um, he follows them into the hospital. Like they're getting people out of the trunk. Like a bunch of people are going in through this like service entrance. Um, and then he follows them in. They go into this room with this guy in a coma, and they all like bow down, like get on their knees and bow to this like guy in a coma, which you end up learning is the guy at the beginning, the hiker guy. Um, so that's important. But the most interesting part is after that, when they leave and he like interrogates that kid, like pepper sprays him, kidnaps him, takes him to interrogate him. The guy, the kid talks about all this shit. Like he kind of releases a bunch of new information about similar to the Amanda, the daughter. He's like, yeah, there's the empty man. There's a, a conduit. You're like, there's an antenna that needs to receive information from him. He's like, the, the like there's a creature who's like a transmitter and then the empty man the guy in the coma is like the receiver and we receive messages and all of this stuff and it's very yeah, and crazy that's where he starts also bringing up the they finally start telling you the significance of bridges of we yeah. have to have someone to be the bridge right to bring this entity to our world we have to be able to to get the messages from them. there has to be a bridge mm-hmm. all the time right yeah yeah and the later on when he talks to that daughter amanda in the in the room she's like there's kind of seems like there seems to be a natural bridge that occurs where there was a bridge before and then there was like a long gap like a 500 year gap before the bridge before this bridge and they didn't want there to be another gap so they decided to manifest another one and that's right. what I claim James is, that they manifested him. <laughs> she wrote his whole life, or they all contributed to who his who he is, what his life is. She made him like have an affair with her mom. That was like part of his story that they wanted. They made his family yeah, die so he would be sad. Enhance uh, like trauma because traumas. Right. Uh, it makes manipulation easier. Right. Which is Someone's interesting. more prone to just accept things into or join cults. God damn it. Yep. It's so fucked up. Seriously. <laughs> people don't do it. But... Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it, she, a lot of how, what you take away from the movie, I think depends on if you think that she is telling the truth or not. Like if you take the movie as what it shows you and what she tells you, like I said, it's extremely interesting. There's a possibility, though, that she's not telling the truth. And I think that's... I don't know if it's more interesting. It's interesting also, I guess, I would say. Because I, I tend to believe everything that the movie's telling me. I tend to think that this is exactly what happened. That she, what she's saying is true. Because I everything seems to line up as far as what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. And then especially what happens, I guess, towards the end. When he actually encounters that 
thing, the creature, the I, I want to call it the empty man, but I'm pretty sure that he's the empty man. He's, he's an, the empty man. He's an empty vessel that the that the creature can inhabit. And when he interacts yeah. with it, he tries to like shoot it. His gun doesn't work, and then it like kind of pours itself into him in a creepy way. <laughs> and then because right, uh, he's he's the bridge. Yeah. If I remember right, uh, I'm gonna double check. But you. Continue okay. while I do this. I want to double check before I actually. Yeah, I like I like I like the look of the creature. I like the look of the effects and how um, that whole interaction goes, where they're in the hallway and he tries to shoot it and his gun doesn't work, and then it comes towards him and kind of like knocks him down and pours itself into him. I, I like the veil. I like the there's kind of like a tentacleiness. There's a lot of weirdness and it feels weird, but I think it works well. Yeah. Uh, the design of it at that point and at the very beginning during the yeah. uh, the preface, I really like those details. Again, the sauna scene where it's <laughs> like a human hand, just it doesn't work. <laughs> but the design later on, you making it so unknown and so odd, but keeping it completely black where you never see a face, you never actually catch a detail. It's so effective, and then yeah, it pours itself into him because he's the bridge. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's, and he's supposed to be like the one that can survive because they actually manifested him to be able to mm-hmm. handle that. Uh, I'm with you. I I think I think the movie is that she is actually telling him the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. It, I mean, it still makes me question. <laughs> so that means. His interaction at the security store, that means there's no security store. Mm-hmm. There's no customer. Mm-hmm. Why was it so specific on the mace? Yeah. I don't get that. Why couldn't it have been like a gun? Mm-hmm. Uh, that means he was never married, never had a kid, never mm-hmm. interacted with the mom. It's so like, it, it's crazy to think if he's an actual manifestation and everything he has done up until the point of being mm-hmm. older, the bridge, uh, one, it makes you question how much time has actually gone by yeah, and how many things have actually happened. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to figure out what the fucking teddy bear means. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, there was an interesting part. I don't remember if it was in the conversation with the like preacher guy or maybe it was in the wikipedia article there was something about after you manifest this being of like manifest a real person there's a process where they leave they like they gain their own consciousness and they do their own things and they decide to do go their own way and they compared it to like when a mother gives birth and you end up cutting the umbilical cord and then that thing has its own like path and consciousness and stuff, but you still created it. You still like manifested it. And so I thought that that was interesting that he's, he's fine trying to find his way he's, he does have his own like autonomy quote unquote, where he can like do make his own choices to some extent, but he's also fulfilling a destiny that they've set for him that he can't deviate from really also (laughs) right right (laughs) which is kind of interesting it the movie (laughs) honestly the movie raises so many more questions than it actually like delivers yeah but that's such a great effective way to have a horror film Mm -hmm. where it leaves doubt it leaves i mean it helps with the uneasiness it helps with the Mm -hmm. 
I mean, when you finish the movie, the end credits start rolling and you're like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know everything. I don't have everything I need. What the fuck happened? Like right. what was answers. real? What was not? Yeah. Um, him. So after he gets like, well, fulfills being the bridge, mm-hmm. there can only be one bridge mm-hmm. and him walking in. <laughs> so I guess there's three scenes of violence. Yeah. Blowing the him brains out of that guy. And just blasting the dude in the face. is so like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> his gun finally works after he's been infected with the, the whatever that thing is. Entity, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. He and, and the interesting thing is the pattern that the blood spray on the wall is, is it's like, it's like that Pontifex Institute symbol kind of, or that right, thing that like that guy symbol. was painting. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, and then he like leaves the room, and the hospital staff like bow to him. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn it! <laughs> it totally brought me back to like, like I said at the very beginning of when we started talking about the movie. <laughs> I can't say the episode because yeah. we we went on for a while. Anyways, uh, it's why it it reminded me of Hereditary. Yeah, because of that, where it for was sure. like, oh. Shit. It's a reminder of like how big this institute or this cult actually can potentially be, who's mm-hmm. actually a part of it. Uh and if that's the case, then like if they're all manifesting stuff, that's kind of frightening. Right. Because now they're worshiping this entity that's officially there in physical like actual physical form because he's been oh, supernatural shit. up until then. Hold on, the movie just played a fucking scene that I think might have blown my fucking mind. Hold on. What? I'm backing it up. So at the very end, he's going through, like, he found all that other shit in his folder, and it's like talk the newspaper clippings about the family death and stuff. Um, and it shows the coupon from the, uh, the, restaurant. the restaurant. And then he flips over, like, a printout of a toy website that has a soft brown teddy bear um you fucking that's like 30 bucks and then it says like and then he pulls out like a birthday card this is happy birthday dad so i think that may have been his son's teddy bear or who he thought was his son that they just implanted in his mind or some shit this movie is fucking crazy what the fuck (laughs) okay you need to send me (laughs) <laughs> this shit. Okay. Oh my god. I will. This movie's crazy. This movie's nuts. <laughs> oh, it deserves oh. such a huge audience. Yeah. Honestly, it really does. Oh, what's that? It, oh he flips god. over like a uh, what's that thing called that you get from like the doctor a, a prescription, and it's for oh, okay. it's for doxapin. I don't know what that is, but that probably means something interesting. Google doxepin, D-O-X-E-P-I-N. They may not be a real medicine. Doxepin. Uh, it's an antidepressant and nerve pain medication. Oh, it is... treats depression, anxiety, and sleep disorders in mm. its oral form. It treats insomnia in people of trouble sleeping. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that means something. I mean, maybe it's depressed because his family died. So it, well, it's like, in super layman's terms, it's almost like a sleeping pill. Yeah. So would that almost mean keeping him or keeping his mind kind of somewhat sedated or something? Yeah. Yeah. 
fucking movie, man. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, I need a physical copy. I need to just like yeah. own it so I can watch it over and over again. People need Looking to go watch the, it and then they do. figure so, out who owns seriously, it and it's, tweet them. It's such a crazy movie. <laughs> and I'm so mad because usually after a movie's been out for a little while, yeah. like a month, the <laughs> trivia stuff on IMDb blows up. Usually there's a bunch. There are only 11 entries. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of crazy trivia, honestly. <laughs> the most interesting one I saw was um, it talks about, I guess, bridges and how the guy at the beginning who ends up getting manifested or gets, gets like possessed or whatever, he was the first one to like boldly cross the bridge. Um, yeah. Because he was the most like, I guess, susceptible or willing or open minded or whatever foreshadow i guess there it is i knew it had something to do with his name so james the lead character mm -hmm. uh his last name la sombra yeah in spanish it means the shadow it's supposed to kind of foreshadow mm. that he's not like good whole. real yeah whole. yeah yeah i knew there was something with his name i fucking knew it <laughs> yeah that's interesting oh my god this god damn fucking movie man <laughs> yeah it really so, is good it's like, so like deep and ambitious and yeah i feel like there are a lot of scenes that you could just dissect frame by frame even honestly like i'm kind of was doing a second ago i'm gonna take a bunch of like <laughs> screen grabs and put it on the instagram after this episode goes up so go check out the instagram to like see this stuff and i'll for sure have the bear's head moving on there so i'll send it to you first yeah, uh, I need to see the bear. The episode doesn't go God. for a couple days, so I'll send it to you first, and then I'll put it up on the Instagram after that. So go to Movie Boners on Instagram and Facebook, obviously. This movie, like, it's the <laughs> kind of movie, I hope, I hope it ends up becoming, like, yeah. a huge cult, you know, kind of film. Uh, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you thought it was interesting because you're kind of like, especially for horror movies, you're like my litmus test because there are a lot of, you've seen all of them. You've seen it, all of them. You've seen good ones and bad ones as you, you kind of have a good standard of, is this actually good? I, I just, I love the genre and I love the genre when it really fucks with your head where yeah. it doesn't rely on the jump scare, where it doesn't rely on like the gore or being overly violent mm -hmm. although i still enjoy those movies but <laughs> right. horror is best yeah. when it's patient when it builds the atmosphere that's why movies like hereditary or rosemary's baby mm -hmm. this uh the shining all of those they work so well because they they really invest in patience and just making an atmosphere that you are uncomfortable being in yeah that's what makes good horror I mean, like the best kind of horror. For sure. It's, I was say the Empty Man is such a relief for that genre because of how it how he approached it. And I was reading a thing with the director where he does have a lot of nods to like iconic horror films in this. Okay. I mentioned the uh the fucking the Exorcist, you know, the little totem of the demon. Yeah. Uh, he definitely did want mm. that kind of feel. Mm -hmm. He did want like little nods to little moments. And I just, I think that's so awesome that like, oh yeah, this feels like that. And I, I mm -hmm. got it. And subconsciously, 
when you make those connections to like the movies that affected you the most yeah the movie you're watching is going to have an effect on you because your your brain's like oh we've seen this kind of thing before this <laughs> this gets bad right <laughs> it's kind of a defense yeah. mechanism your body's like no don't do this don't go down this path <laughs> right your brain's like no 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 you're not supposed to remember this what are you doing stop it stop it stop <laughs> yeah. it <laughs> this is dangerous yeah yeah i i really think i kept coming back to this both times i watched the movie mm-hmm. i remember in 2020 so last year seeing that it was out when theaters were like hey we're opening and i was like i kind of want to go back to the theater i legitimately toyed with Mm -hmm. just seeing a random film at the theater during the pandemic because Mm -hmm. i just i need that i'm the kind of human i have to have that experience yeah i just yeah and i remember seeing the empty man having a show time (laughs) the theater was down the road from my house Mm -hmm. and i remember being like eh i guess i won't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> having seen the movie yeah i wish i could have i wish i would have gone and seen it on the big screen i really do i wish i wish they would have you know held, held off right on releasing it I, I wish they would have postponed that movie like they did pretty yeah. much everything else last year or at least tried to promote it at all yeah it it deserves an audience and it Honestly, the the people I think that are going to be the biggest fans of this movie are the ones that really love like old horror mm-hmm. and people that really understand the scariest thing of horror is when it just kind of lingers right with you. Yep. That's the you know a great <laughs> horror movie when like a few days after you've watched it, you find yourself looking in a dark room and you're like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> Better not. <laughs> I mean, Hereditary did that. Yep, absolutely. Dark corners in a room? Fuck you. (laughs) Yep. If you feel like something's looking at you, it probably is. It probably is. It's probably several. Yeah. Yeah, I I was so happy after I watched it, man, that I I enjoyed it as much as I did. Because I know this was one that you had, like, really recommended to me. You've mentioned it a handful of times. It was fun watching it. I'm glad I was a little I didn't know like because we've been doing the movie dissection episodes where we get pretty deep into it I was like Dustin's never seen this he might like not have anything significant to say about it to carry an episode but uh I'm glad you liked it I I feel like we carried the episode pretty well yeah for sure (laughs) yeah I'm back fucking cult man (laughs) oh yeah and that actually I guess kind of and we're not done with it yeah so next week we have the similar experience but i think is different enough so and you've already seen it so you can kind of confirm or deny different enough it's still a goddamn cult yeah definitely (laughs) very much cult related but not so much horror more kind of sci-fi it's a different kind of movie for sure it's such i have no like i cannot even compare (laughs) yeah that to another film it's truly its own thing <laughs> yeah so next week we're watching the endless we've already watched it we're going to talk about it next week uh yeah. so go and watch the endless uh i haven't looked it's yet on where netflix. You, it's on netflix so if you have netflix go netflix. watch it or it's, no no it's not it's on prime but it's part of prime video so you don't have to rent it you can just watch it okay if it you've, was on netflix yeah 
now it's on Prime. I saw it on Netflix a while ago. It's on Amazon Prime yeah. for free if you have Amazon Prime. Um, otherwise, there are other places you could probably watch it too. I'll be posting it probably. on the Instagram as well. If we find free places, yeah. obviously, or subscription places, we'll let you know. I <laughs> I might end up having more to say about The Endless, Yeah, uh, especially in terms of the cult. Okay. Um, because fucking cults. <laughs> uh, okay, I really look forward to next week's episode, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, if you have more um, to say, we definitely won't spend 20 minutes talking about bullshit either. either. <laughs> we probably will. Let's we probably will. We do. Uh, yeah, definitely find The Empty Man. Definitely watch it. It's so good. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's such a unique horror thriller drama. It's right. very unique. Uh, if you've watched it and you've sat through the, the show, join the conversation. Tell us, you know, message us. Tell mm-hmm. us what you think some of the scenes mean. Do you <laughs> think Amanda's full of shit? Or do yeah. you think she was being honest? Yeah, I'm really curious what people think about it. So drop us a line on Facebook and Instagram. You can call in and leave a voicemail yeah. and we'll play it call next in time. Call leave a voicemail. Um, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> before we completely sign off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, total left turn. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I got a comment about our Tusk posts. Oh, yeah? What's that? <laughs> okay, so, well, I got two of them. Uh, the first one was... I just watched this because of you guys. <laughs> oh, no. And I definitely, like she said when it ended, she definitely had the, what the fudge am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate, yes. And then I challenged her to give us a, uh, to call in and give her her best impression of the whale wrist whale. <laughs> the scream. I haven't heard, yeah, I haven't heard back, so I think I scared her away. So oh. sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then I got another comment from some someone saying, I watched it. I hated that movie. And I'm like, <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you love it or hated it, it's you've, an accurate statement. You have good reasons for both. Yeah. You're in the right, whether you love it or hate it. But you tell him, everyone, like, please call in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll listen to it. We'll probably have fun with what you got to say. But <laughs> For uh, sure. Yeah. So check out The Empty Man. It deserves huge audience yeah. big following and if you liked it um, tell other people you liked it and so they can watch it yeah. and then we can hopefully yeah. get a physical copy of it because word of mouth is huge for sure especially these days yep uh, and then make sure you go watch the endless because man that movie's crazy i know we're too. both gonna have a lot to say about that one yeah i've been so excited to talk about it for a long time and it was another one that yep. you'd seen for the first time this week so yep. go again cold but a lot to say about that one so check I have us a, out like, next week. Halfway through it, not even halfway through it. <laughs> yeah. As soon as like there was a moment where I was shaking my head and just like, God damn it, Jake. <laughs> God damn it, Jake. And then I was like, I'm gonna be on fucking edge this whole movie. I know it. And yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. It probably didn't help watching it after this, where you right. feel like something you're gonna get like a terrible horror y left turn. You get a left turn, but it's not not really scary. I was just like <laughs> fucking cults, man. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. I I'm good. I'm good. Any too. final? I don't oh, think so. Thank but, you, everybody. Yep. Talk to you next time. Uh, yeah. Do all the social media shit, and we'll yep. talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. <laughs>